Hello and welcome to the Bosby Lane podcast. It's your boy Ugo. Today I'm going to be doing a team review of Manchester United, uh, looking at all the players uh, in the first team squad, looking at how each person has performed, areas of improvement, and uh, just kind of you know exploring you know how our season has gone so far from the from the lens of the player. Um, over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be looking at some topical issues, uh, looking at some of the coaching, looking at formations, looking at areas where we can strengthen the team, just looking at some topical issues, you know, while we're in this <laughs> hiatus uh, from the from football and from virtually everything, really. Um, it's been difficult, um, I would say, I think mostly strange, not seeing anyone outside, um, when I look out of my window, uh, 8 a.m. in the morning, when it's supposed to be rush hour and they're like five or six cars, uh, you know, that it's, it, it's, it's pretty strange. So, but, um, I hope everyone is staying safe. I hope everyone is doing their best to, um, help us get out of this phase because I mean, all of us have to pull together and unity has never been, um, more important you know, in our lifetime, uh, it has never been more important than now because, you know, getting through this is really dependent on how everyone, you know, pulls together, um, does the right thing. Um, social distancing is in place. It's very important if we want to flatten the curve, as as they keep on saying on the news. Um, you know, don't go out, you know, in groups. Don't host people. Try as much as possible to find things to do. I mean, for me, I've been... I've been doing, I've been trying my hands on a couple of things, um, you know, reading some books, trying to um, learn new things, learn new skills online, taking some online courses and things like that. Um, an opportunity for you to, you know, learn something new and, um, you know, try out other stuff. I've been watching a lot of uh, United highlights. <laughs> I've, I created a playlist on YouTube so, so that I can watch all the, the United highlights, uh, watching, you know, games from the past and things like that. And it's a good time to actually study, you know, and learn more about, you know, the way we play, uh, you know, watch games over again and, 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 and really learn about the patterns and see how we have grown over time. So over the next couple of weeks, I'll be watching some games and kind of, you know, kind of trying to learn more about what we did well and what we didn't and things like that. So, um, yeah, just find a way to keep yourself busy. I, I guess I'm going to start twitching as well, playing FIFA online and stuff like that. So uh, there's just so, so much that you can do uh, in those while we um, hope that this this kind of, um, you know, that we can get through this because it's 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 tough um, not being able to see your friends, your family, being able to go out, uh, you know, to a pub or to a bar to have a drink with your friends. Uh, meet out in the park or something like that. These, these things are, you know, has become our way of life. But um, we all have to fight this virus, and you know, the getting out of this, you know, relatively unscathed. Because obviously, we're going, you know, we're already seeing the, the, you know, the the toll is taking on the healthcare system around the world. We've seen the mortality rates and you know the the deaths and the people who have been infected, people who are suffering. I mean, obviously, we're going to suffer, uh, but, you know, here we're trying to now try to mitigate kind of the um, the severity of it and, uh, you know, prevent more 
you know, prevent people from getting infected, prevent more people from dying and things like that. And hopefully we can get through this. And, um, and I believe in humanity. <laughs> I, I believe that we can get through, through this. I believe that we're strong enough to get through it. But anyways, going back to football, looking at the season um, in review and looking at, looking at it through the, the lens of the players. So one place to start, the goalkeeping. I think our goalkeeping has been uh, one of our strongest, strongest positions uh, in the past couple of years. Um, you know, arguably one of the best goalkeepers in the world in the past five to ten years, I would say, is David De Gea. Um, you know, obviously has had some wobbles of late. Um, you know, I think this season he's had three goals that led to errors. Um, not not an exciting start for David, but um, David has been has been a rock rock solid for us, and he has come up with some really top saves as well this season. So I don't think his shot stopping capabilities are in question. Where I think there are some question marks would be in his uh, distribution. I think that's that still needs help. Uh, you could see that he struggles uh, with you know when when uh, a team presses very very high and you know playing out of the back i think one of the, the big things is you know in, in modern football or you know is that you know your player your, your goalkeepers have to to know how to play uh from the back as well and i think that's why the likes of allison edison testegan are you know regarded as you know the elites top class top five goalkeepers in the world and i think a lot of it has to do with their ability um on the ball and i think it's something that david can continue to grow and improve i think he, he never really grew up grew, grew up kind of mastering that aspect of the game but there is still an opportunity for him to continue to improve on it and became become much better at it so i um have faith in in that david and i, I feel like he's going to get uh, much better um at, at doing this um Sajo has been amazing 10 clean sheets in 14 games i think it's just remarkable um he's been an absolute rock people say he's the best number two in the world um yeah he's, i think if, if 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 there was ever that kind of position like the best back, backup goalkeeper in the world i would say yes for sure um Sahio, uh, Sergio is 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 definitely uh that um amazing player you know one of the leaders in the team as well you could see um and really solid at the back great shot stopper i don't think his distribution is the best in the world but you know it's decent enough um so and i think when we when we judge Sergio you know we have to kind of put some things into perspective uh most of the time when Sergio is playing it's in cup competition so typically um less competitive uh, or less i don't want to say lesser opponents because that's unfair but you know opponents with lesser quality i would say something like that um so typically we don't get that troubled um you know in defense when when we play such teams but nonetheless he's been he's been rock solid and i would never want to take away anything from him uh, if you want to count goalkeepers who are not playing for manchester united but who are manchester united players dean henderson has 11 clean sheets in the premier league which is just remarkable um so i think looking at it you know the hair with 10 10 clean sheets in the premier league say here sergio with 10 
uh, Dean Henderson with 11. So, you know, in the goalkeeping department, I think we're, we're doing just fine and, and, and we'll be good. Uh, going down to the defenders, um, Harry Maguire, what a signing he's been. He's been exceptional since he joined Manchester United. I know people um, had their doubts in him, but I think, you know, if, if you're a team that has issues in certain aspects of the pitch, so for instance, we struggled in midfield towards the beginning of the season, you know, your defense comes under a lot more pressure than it's supposed to come under. Um, a lot of reasons why Van Dijk and, you know, these top center backs do great is because, you know, they don't have to defend all the time, you know, when their team is on the front foot, so they can, you know, be more composed and, you know, contribute in attack and, you know, and, and be rested to, to do other things. And they're not tested as much as well. So um, I think Harry Maguire, you know, has, has been exceptional this season. He's, um, you know, he leads our team in interceptions and clearances and aerial battles and passes. So he, he is, he is an exceptional talent. Um, has two goals to his name. Wonderful goal against, um, was it Rushdale? Uh, was it Rushdale? I don't think it was Rushdale. I, I forget, I forget what team it was, but yeah, what a rocket. He, he's got this rocket. Um, so Harry Maguire has been great. Um, Victor Lindelof, obviously, his partner has been amazing. Um, people tend to slate Victor Lindelof, and I don't get it because I think Lindelof is a very cultured center back. And I think if you're gonna name our two top center backs right now, I'd say it's it's Harry and, and Victor for sure. Uh, Victor is not necessarily, you know, physical or anything like that, but he is, you know, great. Put, uh, from a positional sense, he his positional discipline is amazing. His ability to read the game is great. His ability to start attacks, his passing is amazing as well. So, I think Victor is an underrated uh, defender uh, at Manchester United, and and I think um, you know, I don't I don't even think we need a centre back to be honest. And I, I've heard people say, oh, bringing you know Kulibali and 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 the likes. But for me, I think our our centre backs are fine. Uh, you know, we have Bayi as well and Axel who are coming through. And I, I believe that these are very strong centre-backs. Um, the competition for centre-back places is definitely an interesting one because Eric, Eric Bayi, from a defensive sense, from a, you know, from if you're looking at the physical attributes, if you're looking at his pace and the recovery pace and things like that, Eric Bayi is definitely one of the, you know, better centre-backs in the Premier League in that regard. So we're blessed actually to have, you know, an array of talent in centre-back. And I, I could never believe that I'll be saying that, <laughs> uh, you know, right now, because um, we, we also have Axel, who's amazing. He's been hampered by injury this season, which is kind of unfair to him because, you know, he was he was beginning to come into his own. You could see the leadership skills there. You could see that he's calm on the ball, great on the ball as well, you know, can pass from the back and really, really solid defender as well. So I think, um, you know, when it comes to defenders, I think we are... It's probably one of the better um, positions as well right now. I think it's looking balanced um, at the back. I think where we might have some issues, I, I would say, is in the right back. And and I know Aaron Wan-Bissaka is like the best one-on-one uh, -on -one right back. And we'll talk about Aaron Wan-Bissaka in a second. But when it comes to kind of a backup for Aaron Wan-Bissaka, nobody has really um, 
performed at a level where I would say that they are challenging <laughs> Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Um, you know, Diogo has had some some challenges this season. You know, injuries have not really allowed him to kick on. So it's been very tough for him. Um, going forward, he's, he's amazing. Defensively, I think there's some question marks around Diogo, but he's still a young kid, so he would um, definitely develop and mature into a better player. I would say he's probably more of a wing back than a, a right back. So, um, you know, the jury's still out on Diogo, but I, I, I hope that he, he does get better and, and become the player that we think he can become because I think on the ball, he's amazing. You know, quick fades, kind of whip across in. So really good backup to have as well to Aaron Wan-Bissaka, but um, maybe not at the level um, of, you know, the other backup players that we have um, across the back line. Um, obviously, we have Luke Shaw, who's been amazing this season. He has, you know, grown this season. You know, started off with, with, with a few injury niggles at the beginning of the season. Um, you know, when he was coming back, I think one of the things, and, and I was, I, you know, one of the things I've noticed with our players this season is that because of how difficult of a start to the season we've had, uh, um, it's it, 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 players got judged a little too quickly. So when a player is coming back from injury, typically, you know, you need you need to give him time to kind of you know, easier way back again and stuff like that. But that, <laughs> the pressure of kind of performing and, and because of the type of club Manchester United is, our players never really got, you know, that benefit of doubt to giving them that time to really, um, you know, ease their way back in. But I, I would say, I mean, since Luke Shaw came back from the injury, he's been exceptional. Uh, part of it has been the fact that Brandon Williams has pushed him. I would say Brandon Williams has been an excellent backup option, has stepped in in big games and played very, very well. Um, I mean, Brandon is exceptional, exceptional talent. I think um, going forward, he's great defensively. He's amazing. He marshaled people like, um, you know, Adama. I, I think that was where I was really, you know, impressed with Brandon. The games where we played against Wolves where... Um, he marshaled that 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 uh, left wing, uh, sorry, that right wing, um, you know, for Adama. So Adama was almost a non-factor in most of those games, um, thanks to Brandon. I mean, in some cases, I think even he, uh, Adama had to sh switch from the right to the left to see if he could get some change out of, you know, the right back, which is probably not a good idea because... Aaron Bissaka is not is not one to give it, give up anything. So I think we have I think when it comes to our back line, um, Harry Maguire, Lindelof, Biggie, Aaron Bissaka, um, um, Brandon, um, Shaw, and um, and Diogo, we have uh, you know a really good uh, crop of first team uh, defenders, and and I'm really excited about what. You know the remainder of the season when it when it resumes would look like as well as what next season holds for us and and bear in mind that these players were playing for the first time right the defense the defense line because you know you you add two new defenders you know call it three because you know brandon is coming from the academy uh, getting promoted so you're bringing new players in to kind of integrate with the team so it's it's not that easy as well so they, they needed that time to bond to learn each other's threats um you know to learn how they play 
you know, when to go, when to stay, you know, and, and that com- figuring out that communication, I think um, so far, the you know, 11 in the last 11 games with eight clean sheets, you could see um, that these uh, they're, they're, they're beginning to figure it out. And no matter who we put in there, they, they seem to be able to um, shut up shop. And, and, and that's just that's just beautiful to see. So I would say um, our defending has been our defenders are doing well. And, I, and I'm really um, excited for the future. Now, moving into midfield and midfield is an interesting um, subject for us. Now, starting the season, we were all worried about our midfield right we're worried about what midfield you know held in stock for us i mean during the preseason we could see that scott had um improved um for sure for me i saw that the improvement was there he was beginning to spray passes that he wouldn't normally do he was beginning to uh, drive with the ball you could see that he had developed um he was much more physical and things like that and and scott mctominay has been a revelation this season i think for me i think if, you, if you're looking at one of the most improved players this season i think scott mctominay and fred will be right up there um but we also knew that coming into the season we were worried about fred we we're worried about matic with Pogba, would he stay? Would he go? Different conversation for another day. And then with Andreas, we weren't sure what we're going to get with him. Was he a starter? Was he, you know, a bench player? And and then with Lingard. So it's, it, it's, it's turned out to be interesting, right? How, you know, the season has, how our midfield has improved over the season. I think the most consistent performer to was the in the beginning of the season was Scott. Um, he carried us for a lot of games. Um, then we, you know, had the opportunity to bring um, Fred into the fray when Pogba got injured, and Scott and Fred started forming this amazing partnership. Um, really enjoyed the way they played together. They they got the best out of each other. Um, Scott would you know would be the engine kind of patrolling around and, and Fred would do the box to box but the issue they were having was that all the energy and all the, the hard work they were doing um, they didn't really pay off a lot from a creative sense because there was no creative linchpin now Troy and Bruno there and everything changes um, also with Matic and I, and I must commend Ole for, for, for this because I think one of the things Ole did with Matic was kind of trying to figure out exactly how to handle him, you know, but from a training regime point of view, giving him the rest he needed. And there was a time he was in this two or three months, a two month hiatus or something like that. And he was out in Dubai. He was, you know, recovering from an injury, but he was given the, enough time to rest as well. So he, you know, he got the rest he needed, um, you know, Ole started managing the way he played Matic as well, and that and and we can't underestimate how important that is um, when it comes to kind of getting your players to perform at their peak level. Um, Matic cannot play two games in quick succession, and we were doing that a lot um, last year. So this year, um, Ole has learned that you know you can't bond them off, and you know with Fred. He, he's just a ball of energy so he can play all, all the games. Sometimes I feel for him. I'm like, man, this guy is playing quite a lot of games. But 
with Matic, you know, you have to rotate them. Um, he's doing the same thing with Mata. And we're seeing the best of our midfield because we are able to rotate them. So um, big ups to, to, to the coaching staff for realizing that we needed to kind of manage these players, especially as they're getting older. Um, congratulations to Matic for getting a one-year extension. I hope he... Um, we're able to, you know, come to terms with maybe one more, an additional year or two years or something like that, because I, because I can see um, why it'd be great to have him around. He's, you know, an elder head, um, you know, a more experienced player. I think there are, you know, mamas in, in the in the dressing room that he could potentially be a, a good coach as well. So that's great. It's great to see that, and it's great to have that um, in the team and having that experience. And Matic has been probably one of our best players in the last 11 games as well. Um, with with Fred, Fred has been... I think if you want to look at player of the season purely because he has been the one constant throughout the season, Scott had been injured for about two months or so, um, Matic was out for a little bit. Pogba for the most of the season. Bruno just came in January. Um, Andreas hasn't performed that well um, alongside Lingard. But, but, but Fred has been exceptional. He's been, you know, the one consistent um, team for Manchester United. And he has played very, very well and given his best. And I'm really excited for him. Uh, excited for what he can achieve moving forward. I hear a lot of people talk about quite a number of midfield options that we should be targeting. And, and I'll talk about this in, a, in another episode where we kind of look into, um, where we look into, you know, what players would improve the team and things like that. But all of a sudden, our midfield is looking like one of those midfields where you, maybe you don't need too many people to come in. I still believe in Scott. I, I still believe that there is upside there. I still believe he can improve. I still believe that Fred can even improve even further. I think from a creative point of view, if Pogba leaves, then yes, you might want to start thinking about adding, you know, more more of a creative spark. And I think we've talked about Grealish and Madison and the rest. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the way our, you know, from, from a box-to-box perspective, I think we have, you know, great options there. Scott, Fred are great box-to-box midfielders. Matic is good sitting. Maybe you need you know, some fresh legs in that sitting position. So if you can get, you know, uh, a central a central defensive midfielder to to kind of play with Matic or a tenet with Matic, that's, that could work. But I think one thing we have to keep in mind is that we can't have um, 100 players in the team. So, um, yeah, there will be t- some tough decisions to make uh, in the summer with regards to how midfield goes. Um, so these were the top performers, uh, you know, of course, bringing Bruno in was just kind of remarkable. Having Bruno come in and and do his mind ma- ma- magic, and you know, we we need we need one whole episode to talk about Bruno and the impact he's had on the team. And I'll I'll try to put something together so we can talk about that. Uh, Pogba has been injured. I really don't want to talk about Pogba. I don't care about his you know him and and his stuff. His agent has been talking again. I really don't want to talk about him. I think it's good for him to go. I maintain that. This team's character and attitude does not need Pogba. Pogba is not the team anymore. Our team is Maguire. Our team is Scott McTominay. Our team is Bruno. That is the attitude and the character and the culture of the team. Pogba is not that culture. Because if um, 
in a time of crisis, in, in, this, in these trying times, if your agent is still coming out and saying stuff about whether he's going to leave or stay, I, I couldn't care less. I, I don't even want to watch Pogba play for Manchester United again. Personally speaking, if you ask me, I'd say I'm done with him. I think he should move on. If, if Real Madrid can pay the cash, great. I know there is a possibility that there'll be nobody who, 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 can, who can afford him and he'd have to come in. Um, if we can do a swap deal, all the best. If we if we have you know targets somewhere, I, I don't know if 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 we'd be able to sell him to be honest, because again we might be heading into some trying times from a financial point of view in the world. So would player would teams be able to dole out you know hundred million pounds or eighty million pounds as the case may be to buy players? I don't know, but uh, for me, I, I I don't care so much for Pogba. And I I feel like he you know he he is not the kind of player that we need moving forward. Um, in the attacking sense, you know, you you have to look at our our attacking players and say that we've we've done exceptionally great there. Uh, Marcus, um, you know, having a career season. Um, Tony playing amazingly well. Uh, DJ, uh, do you know the DJ? DJ is our top um, assists. Uh, has the top assists for the, for the team um, this season. In the Premier League, it's still it's still strange. Six six assists in the Premier League. I think four goals overall. DJ has been great, and I, I'm really excited for him. Great to see him get the goal last time against Lask, just for his confidence. Um, Mason has been. <laughs> Every time I talk about Mason, I just get so giddy and happy and just excited because I mean, tw eleven is it eleven or twelve goals in his debut season. It's remarkable. Five goals in seven appearances in the Europa. That's just that's just sick. Uh, so yeah, Mason has been amazing. And having Odion is amazing as well. I think our attacking team has been amazing. And um, yeah, um, really looking forward to the restart of, of games. Um, like I said, uh, guys, you know, stay safe. Um, I'll be bringing you more topical content. We'll be looking and examining at more topical stuff moving forward. Um, I have a few topics in mind, like I said earlier on, and, and I'll be sharing that with you guys. Uh, please subscribe and have a good one. Cheers.